Hello, hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of Calm for the Score. I am your host, Matt Andrews, along with my co-host, Brian Highland. Brian, how are you? Good to see you. Um, watch the Peach Bowl right here, and uh, Pitt is doing good things. Up 21-10 with three and a half minutes left. How to make you feel good. Pitt is playing surprisingly well, considering they're on their third-string quarterback. Defense. Holding Michigan State to oh geez what a hit um, they're doing well stopping them on the run and Thorn doesn't look very good I think we're gonna need a few more big plays from Jordan Addison throughout the game to Thorn just because like, the, the defense is very susceptible to just give up stupid plays but uh, yeah so far so good. I was thinking earlier today, before this game started, in all the football that you watched, was this your most enjoyable individual season, or was it some of those Jets AFC championship game years? Um, Just one season for one team that you've been watching. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough, to, tough to beat a conference championship for a college team. Um, it is. Great seasons. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, I don't know. It, it's also tough to beat those those jet seasons. I mean, that was, that was prime in high school. Yeah, I was able to like the Jets were actually like good. I mean, that's just huge when the team that you root for is like actually good. Yeah, with the Eagles, we had we had those two years. It was awesome. Yeah, like. I don't even know how to put it, like, from the team being, like, just, like, week in, week out, knowing that they should win every game, then, yes, this has been the best season in that regard because, like, Pitt was favored most weeks. Like, they should have won. I mean, they should have gone undefeated. I mean, their two losses were, wow. and they were, yeah, they were double-digit favorites at home. Um but no, I mean, Pitt's in a Pitt's in a good spot as a as a football team. I mean, next year they got um, Sloden from uh, USC coming in, right. Keldon Sloden from USC. I mean, their entire offensive line is returning. Um, Jordan Addison, the Blintikoff winner, is coming back. Um, like, they're a good portion of their defense is staying. I mean, they they should be able to. You know, compete again next year. Um, so it's it's in a good spot. I wish I could say the same for the Jets. Um, but at least one of my teams is should be competing for the conference championship next year. Your other team came through in a big way for us last week, but we'll we'll get to there. Um, I w- I'm not done talking about just bowl season in general. Um, been awesome the picks have been hot the picks have been cold we uh we've had an interesting couple of days you know i've been putting the picks out the last couple of days we started two and two initially we went three and oh and then today we struggled a little bit but it's been it's been a roller coaster i'll tell you what the uh when you start putting picks out there on the internet it's yeah you still want to win but a lot of times you still want to look like a fool out there you know, it really adds an extra level of nerves 
it it does. Um, I mean, obviously, I've been doing my blog for. What'd you say? I said I didn't expect it, but I kind of dig it. I mean, I've been doing my blog for a couple of years now, and it's not even so much that I don't like. It's not even so much that I want to win. I just don't want to like look dumb with yep. like how bad my picks are. Yeah. I so have I like, had only one embarrassing one so far, which was I had uh, North Carolina minus nine and a half today, and they lost by seventeen or whatever it was. So that one that was a tough one. That's a, that's a tough one. But I had Tennessee minus four and a half, and they should have won. But we don't have to talk about that. That was a bad call. If you know, you know. But yeah, and then yesterday, Clemson easy money, Maryland easier money. And then Oklahoma was just a shootout, and they put the one second quarter twenty four nothing. That's all we need. Yeah, I mean, Clemson. Um, there were some plays in that Cheez-It Bowl play in particular that I saw where it was like added back to the quarterback, and he just like volleyball like punched it up into the to the defense, and it was just like. What, what on earth is, is the game? Because um, Clemson had just scored, like, the play before on offense, kickoff, like, it's two plays technically. Um, then the first play, yeah, Iowa State's quarterback throws the ball, gets batted up in the air. Instead of him knocking it down or catching it, he tries to, like, volleyball blast it forward and gets picked off by a Clemson guy and takes it to the house. So, yeah, that was awesome. That was a big... That was a big moment. Um, but. And the Clemson win means that Pitt now has two two wins against uh, ten win teams this year. Pretty good. Not bad. Pretty pretty good. Yeah. Anything else in college? Anything you're uh, – we got a couple of big games. These next uh, – when this comes out, Friday and Saturday, so uh, we can rehash. So I guess we could talk the uh, the playoff this week because those are – those the big ones are coming up. This is where the, – the bowl games where your bread's really buttered. This uh, pick game kind of, I feel like, kicks it off in a way. This is the beginning of the New Year's Six. Yeah. And the playoff. Um, I mean, I think we we touched on it a little bit last, last week. I mean, I think we're both on Michigan, and you like Bama. I obviously Cincy in that one. Um, and I've said I, I'm picking Bama because I just have a feeling that Bama's going to steamroll them. I hope – it feels weird to say when you're taking Bama, but I hope Cincinnati wins. You know, if Bama doesn't cover, I, I want Cincinnati um, – you know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm rooting Cincinnati money line if Alabama doesn't just blow them out. So you either want Alabama to cover or Cincinnati to win. Correct. You don't want to see a scenario where like Alabama, Alabama wins by, wins by like helps nobody. Alabama wins by like ten. Yeah, that helps nobody. I think that's fair. So. I'm not quite sure how, how to feel about that, but that's how I feel about that. 
I did see that um, Kobe Kobe Bryant. Yep, C O B Y. Cincinnati. Yeah, the Cincinnati cornerback who was you know named after Kobe Bryant is changing his number to eight. So that's gonna make you feel good as a Cincinnati better. Yeah, and as people who grew up outside Philadelphia. Did Kobe, C O B Y C O B E, grow up outside of Cincinnati or grow up outside of Philadelphia? K O B E did. No, I know, I know Kobe Bryant, but did Kobe Bryant? No, I was just, I was just giving you know, just Kobe from Philly parallel. I have no idea where C O B Y is from. Why do you think his parents went with C O B Y? To make it that it wasn't as obvious, but his name's still Kobe Bryant, or do you think they weren't sure how his name was spelled? I would assume that it's to pay homage and not just downright copy it. He's from Ohio. C-O-B-Y from Cleveland. I wonder why his parents were such big Kobe Bryant fans. I don't know, probably saw him dunk on somebody in Cleveland. It's like, that guy owned our city so hard. We have the name. It make, makes you wonder why they wouldn't go with, like, I guess, I guess. LeBron? Maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, he'd be, like, born before LeBron came around. But, um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was bo- Yeah. That's true. Could have, they could have just predicted it. I mean, LeBron, if he was born in 2000, that was the year that LeBron won. Mr. Ohio basketball as a sophomore. <laughs> that would have been unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been outstanding. Like, you know what, this guy. This right guy's got something. In there. Like, you know what? I got a good feeling about him. Let's, uh, we're thinking maybe Kobe or Michael, but nope. I mean, I'm just saying, if you call your shot like that, Parents are unbelievable. Yeah, that'd be unreal. Okay, good for them. Um, Yeah, I'm excited for the playoff. I think it'll be good. I am rooting for – see, I don't don't like Michigan. I just think they're going to keep it close. You don't like Michigan. You just like Michigan. Bingo. I don't like Michigan. I just like Michigan. I gotcha. I don't know what that is. I never really liked them. I don't get it. I don't understand why. There's just certain teams that just they don't they don't do it for me. Michigan's kind of got a um, Notre Dame is one. We've talked about this before. It's teams that kind of have this like America's team arrogance to them. Yeah, I mean it's like they're like America's team, and it's like a team that you know you run into a lot of their fans, even if you're like not in that area yeah like you don't run, like you don't run as many too many like pittsburgh fans like outside of the state of pennsylvania unless they went to the university yeah like it's not like it's not like there's like a bunch of kids on you know in southern california rooting for Pitt or yeah. but probably, like you know probably not there but there's Probably a good bit that root for Notre Dame or Yep. Or the Yankees or um Yeah. 
or the Cowboys or yeah, I don't like any of them. Except before I say it again, I don't like any of them. I think Michigan Michigan feels like it's one of them, especially because they don't win. Like the Knicks, Michigan is like the Knicks. Like I don't understand why their fans are so proud. They haven't done anything in forever. I don't know about the, the Michigan Knicks comparison. That seems a little bit. What is Michigan? What has Michigan won recently? Nothing. And they won a national championship in the nineties. Okay, Knicks won a championship in the seventies. It's a little bit different. I mean, when in the nineties were we alive yet? Who was on that team? Is that the Desmond Howard team? It was the. Uh, um, they won one in ninety-seven. Oh, I'm sorry, ninety-seven. So yes, we were alive. What about the? What about before that? Um, before that, nineteen forty-eight. Okay, so they've won one since forty-eight. The Phillies have won more than that, and they've made the, they have the longest playoff drought in all of baseball. I know we're going very different sports. We'll jump around here a little bit, but one since forty-eight. Now I'm furious. Um, I don't think the Phillies have the longest playoff drought. Didn't the Mariners make it this year? I don't think so. Oh, well, then the Phillies are second still with 10 years. The Mariners had like 20-some, and I thought they broke it this year. But They currently hold the longest active playoff drought. Having not qualified for the postseason is their 116-win season in 2000. So 21 years. Yeah. Okay. I thought they made it this year. Maybe they lost it in the last couple of games of the year. They did. Hindsight. The Phillies have the most losses in the history of professional sports, and they've won two championships more recently than Michigan has. So, wrap your brain around that one, Michigan fans. You know what? Now, nah, I'm maybe back, back out of my bet and taking Georgia and shooting for a steamroll. It's a weird comparison to compare baseball when you're comparing the, well, when you're comparing the, the team that you like, talking about, and then also comparing them to a team that you're saying you dislike and talking about how bad the team that you like has been historically to uh, make your oh, point. I understand. Just shitting on the Phillies. Just I, saying, oh, I yeah, the, Phillies, the Phillies blow dick and they're even better than Michigan. The, I, well, one, it's easier to do that because you know more about those teams. I don't know shit about like most other baseball teams. Um, but also, what have the Phillies done in the last 10 years that deserve a ton of respect? Also, not much. So they deserve some some ricochet shots. Fair enough. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't follow baseball. Really, to... They won a 97. That was the first time since 48. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. Well, they could win this year. And make you eat your eat your tongue that's bold speaking of eating i saw that uh phillies do make the playoffs you're getting a big thing of mayo dumped on your head i saw you tweeted i'm dumping mayo on your head that was interesting no it was weird that you tweeted that one out i was surprised that you were so willing to do something like that but yeah that was weird and such a such a low bar to clear i thought you'd say the jets super bowl or something like that but no it seems like you want mayo dumped on your head that was a little bit of an interesting thing that I saw this afternoon. 
if the if the Sixers win the championship, I'll get a I'll get a gallon of mayo dumped on my head. I think that was four and a half gallons. I mean, if you're gonna yeah, do one gallon, what's the difference? Yeah, I guess it really didn't look like that much. I mean, I know that it was, but it didn't like look like that much. They said they mixed it with water, so it was like a little thinner, so it could actually like dump and not just like, you know. Yeah, but like when when you're dumping mayo on someone, you want the. <laughs> you saw all just one big glob, just one shot. I mean, that, that's that's literally what you're looking for. <laughs> Well, and the coach of South Carolina was even like, yeah, we, when I realized that we were going to win this game and getting out of the end, he's like, I started getting a little nervous. It's like, I don't want mayo dumped on my head. What, like four and a half gallons of mayo? It's bullshit. Had an entire thing of green Gatorade dumped right on him. And then just four and a half gallons of, that's, that's a tough one. I guess it's worth it when you win the Duke's Mayo Bowl, when you win a prestigious bowl game like that. Yes. Like the cheese bowl, they're dumping cheese. So, I mean, I get it. I was listening. Well, the best was the, the best was the Idaho potato bowl when you get, when you get uh, French fries dumped on you. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you got shot with a potato gun. <laughs> <laughs> In the head. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 10 yards. It's like, uh, fuck, what was that movie where the people are running away and they're just hucking spears at them? It's like that. I assume Jackass? No, I, I forget what the movie was. Um, but it's like that. The coach, he gets, you know, he gets a three-second head start as he's just sprinting down the field and they just start launching spuds at him. I, I'd be down for that. Or just, or the, see, you know, Someone made a good point. Why is it the winning coach that's getting the mayo dumped on them? I feel like that should, feel like that should be like you lose the mayo bowl. You get punished with just four and a half gallons of mayonnaise dumped on your head. Yeah, if you dump four and a half gallons of mayo on Mac Brown, he'd end up eating all of it and you wouldn't have any to sell to the rest of the customers. <laughs> you just dump Mac Brown in an in 80 gallon vat of mayonnaise well, and he eats his way out. Dunked with a thing of mayo in my head i thought it was gonna be like a dunk tank like that was the first thing that i heard like thought about was the after they won the coach went to sit on like the platform and somebody hit the thing and they just fell right in that big pool of mayo that's what I, I thought at first and that would have been more awesome that's how you that's how you get someone to drown in a in a vat of mayo by doing it that way that's, that's some danger you get a lifeguard You know what Mayo's viscosity is? He may not even fall. He might just like float on top. Just, just plops down and he's just sitting on top of Mayo. <laughs> it's like quick. The South Car- that's probably what would happen with the South Carolina coach. That guy didn't look like he was a Mayo aficionado. Next year. Let's just keep that in our, uh, in our back pocket. But South Carolina might be a team. Why did you say that? A lot of people coming back. The coach seems very good. Spencer Rattler is going to be there, and if he can, you know, improve, that could be good. And then they uh, they also brought that big tight end. I forget his name from Oklahoma. Also came with Spencer Rattler. So they, uh, you know, Spencer Rattler couldn't perform in a a Lincoln. 
offense in the Big Big Twelve? What makes you think that he's going to be able to perform against the SEC? Uh, there's less pressure at South Carolina than there is Oklahoma. I guess. I know it's SEC, but like, how many times is South Carolina on like prime time or on like national television? Fucking never. Like South Carolina never gets the noon slot on ABC. Oklahoma every week. Yeah, South Carolina will get the three slot on CBS. Yeah, maybe like when they go to visit like Florida or Georgia. Or when they host Clemson. But like when Alabama plays Vanderbilt, it's the noon slot on CBS. When South Carolina hosts Vanderbilt, you can't even find it on ESPN radio. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, you, no one really wants to watch South Carolina Vanderbilt, but you just okay, named a less, bunch of I other mean, matchups that South Carolina has every year where you're like, yeah, they'll be on national TV on those those games. I mean, it'll be, you know, it'll be fun. I have, uh, I'm not sure what uh, South Carolina. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll add it to the tickler file. Just, you know, just keep it, keep it on the back burner. I'll talk to my, uh, I'll talk to my South Carolina experts. Um, you know, see kind of how the streets are feeling down there. You have South Carolina experts? I got, I got, I got, I got people. You got a guy? I got people down in Columbia. Is Columbia supposed to be nice? Beautiful. Why do you say that? Because it's what it hurt. That's what my South Carolina people tell me. It's unbelievable. I got the big fountains right in the middle of campus there. People go, they were going swimming in them when uh, their basketball team was in the Final Four. And I got people down there. Their, their women's basketball team? Men's. No, that was the year that their men's and women's were both in the Final Four at the same time. What year was that? Uh, 2018? 19? Let's look. With uh, Thornwell was on that team. Now you're just oh. making up names. I'm, I'm not. He was number zero. All right, let's see. You're going to look this up and you're going to be you're going to have to dump a bucket of mayo on your head. It would be easier to find than this. This wasn't there. 20. 2018? 17? 19? 2017. Let's see. There should be. It's like Final Four. No, just like. Was it the 16? It might have been the 16 17 season. Yeah, nope, it was it was 2017. You were correct. Yeah, March of 17. We go to seven seed, South Carolina. Look at their roster. Who's that first guard right there? Marcus Stroman. Nope. After that, Raymond Doobie. Nope. 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 I know what you're doing right now. Jamal those Gregory. Are... Oh, those are their departures. <laughs> okay. Go to roster. <laughs> First, first, first guard, Corey Holden. 
Nope. The one right above it. Asani Rivet. Nope. He's below it. Dude, I, I'm going based off of the numbers. Yeah, number zero. Sedarius Thornwell, right there at the top. Number zero is at the bottom. Whatever. Not on Wikipedia, it's not. In the Euro Cup. <laughs> Nothing. You're not, you're not going to give me the props on that one? That was a good pull. You got to give me that. That was a solid pull. Thank you. Drafted 48th by the Bucks. And has not played at all. Draft rights traded to the Clippers. PJ Dozier was on the team and Chris Silva. No wonder they were so good. Chris Silva just signed a 10 day with like the uh, Mavericks. I mean, all these guys you're saying, like, you're making it seem like these guys are just like dominant NBA players. Like, oh my God, that guy was on the team. I mean, PJ Dozier's not bad. He was a G League All Star. Yeah, he's a G League All Star and he graduated in 2017. He's been in the G League for five years. Wasn't last year, but, you know, NBA, they got three NBA players on their team. I, how did we get here? Um, Duke's Mayo Bowl, North Carolina, South Carolina. That's right. Yep, Duke's Mayo Bowl. I asked you. I asked you if you. I asked you about how about the atmosphere in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. All right, good. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. That was fun. I'm I, I'm glad we did as well. <laughs> Um, I don't know where to go to from there. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into the uh, the NFL? And um, how fucking successful we were at it last week? Yeah, I mean, quick note on the uh, Peach Bowl. Um, Connor Hayward. Of course. Casey, Casey Hayward's brother yeah. is an absolute freaking unit. <laughs> Seriously, dude's dude's a freaking unit. He just he, he he just he just had the most incredible catch over the middle, and got absolutely blasted by a safety in the back, and it didn't even look like it. He got hit. No, dude is an animal. Guy, guy's got to be freaking two seventy just playing tight end. Dude, well, I should say I mean two seventy playing tight end isn't crazy, but he's like two seventy. Probably he's he's six foot two thirty listed, but he's two seventy. Six foot two thirty listed, not a chance. Not a chance. That that man is all that dude dude is six three two eighty five. No, he he's he's five eight two (laughs) eighty five. That man is so short. Dude is as wide as he is tall. Oh man, they they went back to him too. I, he hasn't been tackled all game. No, that dude is an animal. Like he actually has not been tackled. Uh, no, Cameron he's Hayward, not been on, he's not been on the ground yet. Look at him. The width of his shoulder pads at the top is the same that the width is like the same as his waistline. He's a rectangle. This guy was a running back out of college, out of high school. Yikes! 
mean, I think he's a fullback. Awesome. Been trying to tackle that guy. No thanks. Someone just tweeted they think he's going to be in, make it to the NFL. Quincy Avery. Yeah, it's a, it's a left tackle. Connor Hayward was an elite wide receiver in high school, running back when he got to college. Now has moved to moved to an F back, and I think that he's really going to create really good NFL mismatches. What's the mismatch going to be? How short and fat he is? He's going to be like fucking Mike Tolbert. God, why do so many people love this? Connor Hayward is an all timer in my book. Is this guy good? I'm so confused. People love Connor Hayward. Well, also, Connor Hayward's brother Cam does play for Pittsburgh, so there's probably a lot of Pittsburgh people that are also commenting on him. I guess. I, I mean, I, just, I, I guess I haven't. Let's see. He's a running back tight end. To realize. All right. I'm on, I'm on sportsreference.com. See what he's. Yeah, I mean, he's like a short yardage back. And these people are acting like this guy's like some elite player. I mean, like you said it. He He had a pretty solid solid sophomore season. 529 yards, 4.5 yards per carry, five tutters, 32 catches for 249. What the hell happened to him? When did he get so fast? Um, <laughs> I saw a tweet that said, uh, said hope he can play quarterback because Cam's going to need him on the team. And I felt too soon. Big Ben announced he's done. Too soon to be making jokes. Too soon. Big Ben, hell, hell of a hell of a run, hell of a career. He called it, uh, called it. Said this is probably going to be his last year. Good for him. Hell of a career. Not a great guy, supposedly. Those teammates under the bus did a lot of worse things, but uh, good career. Is um, is Pittsburgh plus three and a half Monday night going to be a part of our parl? It may have to. It may have to be. Let's think about it. speaking of the parl. Uh, we hit one <laughs> last week. Did it? Fucking how about that? Not too late. It's never too late. We did it. We did it. Fucking Jets so minus two and a half. The over in Rams Vikings and the fucking Chicago Bears money line in Seattle. I w- I will also note that that was also the first parlay that. I forgot to actually put in. <laughs> so the first time we won, a chance for me to actually make back all of the money that I've lost actually betting does. our parlay throughout the season, just flushed it down the toilet. And you know damn well we're not going to hit another one all season. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're just getting hot at the right time. It's December football. Everybody plays their best this time of year. Um, we got to go. We got to go in this week. I um, I love Brian's confidence in it. 
but we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> who said? Who says we can't do it again? Huh? Who says? Math. Uh, odds maybe indicate that, but uh, let's uh, let's get into some picks, huh? What do you say? Let's do it. Um, all right, first pick I got is uh, <laughs> I'm not doing it to you, I can't do it to you. The Bucks plus 13 and a half, the minus 13, but minus 13 and a half. All right, well, we'll go against each other. I mean, I'm taking yeah, you're the my Bucks, first pick. You're the Bucks minus 13. I know the What'd Jets are playing their best football at the right time. I understand that, but I don't, I don't foresee this one going very well. Jets are basically getting back an entire roster from their, their COVID reserve team. I mean, they – They had out like, I think, 20 total players from the COVID reserve team. I mean, on their practice squad and IR players and actual starters. And they're getting most of them back. They should be getting back Elijah Moore. Um, Zach Wilson's actually been just not turning the ball over at a horrible rate. Just fun. Um, he's starting to use his legs. He's basically Michael Dick reincarnate. Um, so, yeah. Give me just plus 13 and a half at home. That's a ton of points at home. It is a lot of points. It is in New York. Well, New Jersey. Um, but it is a lot of points. Um, another one I like is the under in Patriots Jaguars. Low total, 41 and a half, but this game's got about 20 to three written all over it. You know? I don't know. I think, I think the Patriots, like, I mean, because they've just been playing so poorly and Mac Jones has been playing poorly. I think they're just going to like run it up to try to get his confidence back. Yeah, but is running up against the Jaguars really help? It helps the total. Right, but then how, 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 well, how many points do you think the Jaguars realistically are going to put up? You know how Belichick is against rookie quarterbacks, especially rookie quarterbacks on their second head coach in their first season. I, I mean, I, I honestly think they I, – I think the Patriots, might, I think the Patriots might cover the total by themselves. 38-3 is still an under. It is, and like I said, I think the Patriots might cover the total by themselves. That is what I am the most worried about, is the Patriots going up and putting up 47 on them. But I'm sticking with I got a couple. I got a couple of undies, I think, maybe in my back pocket this week. It may be an under week for me, maybe. All right, my next pick, I'm taking you. Yep. I'm taking Rams minus four and a half. I'm also on that. I saw, did you see that video of Lamar Jackson practicing? Yeah, on like just like yesterday or whatever. I think it was on Tuesday, perhaps. Ain't no way he's playing. 
No, it, I mean, I don't know. Even, I mean, he didn't practice today. Even if he is, it's just the Ravens' defense stinks. And stinks. I feel like the Rams will be able to just exploit them. I mean, the I don't know. They, they've given a ton of points. Like, Lamar Jackson has kept them in a lot of games and won them a lot of games that they probably had no business winning. So, I like the Rams here, minus four and a half. So you want the first Tyler Huntley instead of uh, Josh Johnson starting or an injured Lamar Jackson. You know? You know? Maybe. He started two yeah, games I... in his career, and he has two touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns in both of them. Something to think about. Maybe the uh, maybe the Ravens don't need to pay Lamar Jackson, but that's neither here nor there. Um, my next one is Dolphins plus three and a half in Tennessee. Dolphins have won seven in a row. Now a lot of people are saying they have not played anybody, so this is going to be their test, and I think they know that. Um, also, I I don't think Tennessee's. I know they keep winning, but I don't still don't think they're that good. Especially without they still don't have Derrick Henry. Julio Jones is apparently not even on the team anymore, it feels like. And they have the secondary that can double AJ Brown. And like what else are you gonna do? You know? So I also like that they're getting more than a field goal. Three and a half. That half I think could be a key little nugget. A key, here. A key figure. Yeah, yeah. The um man, the Titans are uh Odd team. Um, yeah. Like, just when you think... After, at, at second glance here, this could... Does this feel a little trap situation? It it does, because... I said the Titans are a weird team, but also the Dolphins are a weird team, where they've just been beating up on a lot of bad teams yeah. and quarterbacks. Um, and... Like the Titans, on the other hand, have been kind of like faltering, um, just not really having any sort of identity as a team. Yeah, because they they had they had their identity and they lost it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, over the last two months, as I see there's a lot of parallels between the Eagles and the Dolphins. Both, you know, Dolphins have won seven in a row. The Eagles have won six out of eight or whatever it is. Um, a lot of people are saying we don't really know anything about these teams because if you look at the Eagles run of these six, you know, six six wins in the last eight games or whatever, they beat fucking Gary Gilbert. They beat uh, Jake Fromm and uh, what's-his-face, uh, Sky Cam, Mike Glennon. Um, they beat – who even start? did Zach Wilson start? For the Jets against the Eagles, I honestly I don't. Um, there was, yes, he did. Yes, it was a back because he was out for a little while, and I so I couldn't remember. Um, they beat who else did they beat? They had another. They had another backup quarterback in there too that they beat. Um, yeah, I mean, I was looking at it earlier. They like beat, um, Trevor Simeon on the Saints. You know what I mean? So like. A lot of kind of parallels been drawn, but that's that's football, baby. You you play who's in front of you, but it's also tough from a betting perspective when the team just hasn't played anyone good. Like 
the Dolphins, like their best win is week one against the Patriots. Like that's their only win against a team that's currently in the playoffs. The Eagles kind of in a similar boat. They're doing well, like they're playing really well. And, but they have no wins against teams that are currently in the playoffs. Yeah, it is tough. So it's kind of tough to get a gauge on them. And like, you know, when they're going up against a team that is considered good, like the Titans defense has been good. Um, They've been competitive in most of their games. Like I could definitely see a scenario where the Dolphins just get absolutely smoked by the Titans. And I can also see a scenario where the Dolphins are legit and play well. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, measuring stick games this week. And my, uh, my best bet is going to include one of them. We'll, we'll, we'll sneak peek. Um, what else you got? I got a, I think my, my next bet that I have is, is a teaser. I think that I'm going to put in. So something. Okay. Um, I like Buffalo minus 14 and a half. I do too. Hawkins don't keep it close against good teams. Yeah, I think the Bills also are playing their best football at the right time. Yeah. Uh, My teaser does include the Bills in it. It is a seven-point teaser. It's Bills, uh, Cowboys, Packers, and Houston Texans. I know. Get a little bold. Maybe I shouldn't put them in there, but it does bump them up to plus 19 and a half. So something to think about. Seven point teaser. Bills now seven and a half against the Falcons. Texans now 19 and a half against the Niners. I really like this Texans team right now. Davis Mills was a stud. Um, they just beat the brakes off the Chargers. So could there be a possible letdown? Maybe. Maybe. Um, and then Cowboys at home against Arizona, who stinks right now. Um, and the Packers at home to just to win. That seems that seems good. What are the odds on that? Plus one eighty. It's not bad. I like that. If I if you take the Texans out, it's plus one twenty. So something. <laughs> I like leaving the Texans in. They're a they're a scrappy bunch. Um, I mean, nineteen and a half is a, a lot of. And, and, you, and you don't know is Jimmy G playing? Jimmy G is not playing. Yeah, then I kind of like the Texans even more. Trey Lance kind of stinks. Yep. And again, nineteen and a half is a lot of goddamn points. I could bump it to six and a half. Instead, then it's plus two hunch. That feels like a better. I like that better. Bills minus eight. Texans plus 19. Cowboys plus a half. Packers plus or minus a half. That's what we're doing. All right, hey, look at me. Let's go. Let's win these things. Um, 
What else you got? I got a couple of unders, and then I got my best bet for you. All right. Um, I like the Eagles minus three and a half. Me. Um, the football team is kind of in shambles yep. right now. Um, their defensive linemen are just fist fighting on the sideline. Um, their quarterback play has been absolutely putrid all year. Yep. Um, so, and I mean, these teams just played a couple of weeks ago and football team kind of got out ahead and the Eagles came back and, you know, handled their business. So I'm not sure why the small line, like the Eagles are the better team. Yep. And I fully expect three and a half easy money. I'm with you. I'm not going to take it because I don't, I try not to bet on my team. So, but I also think that they should win by more than three and a half. Um, is taking five unders too many? If you hate football. I mean, once I start explaining them, I think you'll understand. Uh, Bears-Giants, under 37. Tell me where the offense is going to come from there. Brominator. Um, Panthers-Saints, under 38. These are low totals. Neither team can do shit on offense. Uh, Lions-Seahawks, under 42 and a half. Back up in Seattle. Don't feel like you're t- both those teams stink. Um, and then my final under is Steelers-Browns, AFC North football, under 41 in Ben's last game in Pittsburgh. Taking a lot of low unders. I am taking a lot of low unders. It's a risky strategy. I've never done it before. I've never done it before. So this could bite me square in the ass. I understand that. But it may not. But it may not. Um, do you have any other picks other than your uh, best bet? I do not. I do have one more other pick. That's a, It's Cowboys minus six. At home against Arizona. My uh, my best bet is the Kansas City Chiefs in Cincinnati minus four and a half. I also like the like over it. in that one. Just throwing that out there. But Chiefs minus four and a half is my best bet. They are playing their best football. Their defense is unbelievable. Their offense is really figuring it out. Travis Kelsey's back. Um, Cincinnati possibility of a letdown here after doing so well last week. Uh, Give me Chiefs minus four and a half best bet. How you doing? I like that. My best bet is Green Bay minus seven. Love that too. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Vikings stink. The Packers are very good. Kind of, you know, keep it simple. Pick the 
pick the good team to beat the team that is kind of, you know, in shambles right now. Yep. And then should we do uh, one more to complete the old uh, trifecta here? Give me a uh, a dog money line to, to add as the third because we got to start making up some ground here. All right. Um, There's one in particular that I'm looking at. Two in particular that I'm looking at. Um, I would say either the, I mean, I have a few that I like. I'd say either the Steelers. That's one. Um, I kind of like the Cardinals. Okay. Denver. Okay. Giants. Okay. Miami. I'd be down for any of them. Oh, see, I was I wasn't thinking I was thinking the Panthers. I mean we saw what Ian Books just did on Monday night. Panthers have a good defense. Let's do it. All right, it's been placed. Plus ten thirty. So so that's a steep one. Did we go Panthers? We went Panthers. Okay. Because I, I did like the Steelers too. So Panthers money line, Pack minus seven, Chiefs minus four and a half. What did you get it at? Plus 1030. Oh, I'm seeing plus 1122. All right. We'll take those odds. All right. We'll take those odds. Um, I may throw Pittsburgh plus three and a half because I think that team's going to come out firing for Ben's last game. So I am adding that as well. I have a lot of picks this week. I like, I like the board. I have 11 and a teaser. That's uh Oh, that's going to be a lot. Hopefully my mom doesn't listen to this episode. Um, Anything else before we get out of here? I feel like this is this is a good week. This is, we got a we got a lot of good stuff in here. I think I'm good for getting into um, late December, early January football. It's a, it's cool. a good time. Once the playoffs come, we have to bet every game. Absolutely. Are we doing spreads and over unders, or you just have to make one pick per game? One pick per game. Okay. And once you get to championship weekend, then we'll need two per. Not as much football to bet on, you know? Sometimes you got to start manufacturing picks. Fair enough. All right. Sounds good to me. Um, with that being said, we, uh, we appreciate y'all listening. We And we will talk to y'all next year. Classic. <laughs> ah, got him. <laughs>